What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Hanging Heavy. As always, I'm your boy, Desecrator. And we're uh, back. Back with the show. Back to our regularly scheduled entertainment. So today is Friday, November 8th. It's officially more than a week after Halloween. So how did that go for you guys? As for me, it went pretty well. So these last couple of years, uh, I basically dress up for uh, whatever my son wants to do, right? And uh, he wanted to be Super Saiyan Goku. So we bought him a fucking costume and all that jazz. I myself went as the glorious King Kai. And my girlfriend went as Bulma. So we went as characters from Dragon Ball Z. And uh, when we were out trick-or-treating, I guess the response was well-received. I think my costume came out pretty fucking sweet. Uh, It was handmade, so... I'm going to hold on to that in case I ever want to be King Kai in the future. But, uh... Without out of the way, hopefully you guys enjoyed the Halloween episode. I worked really hard on it. And uh, if you can't tell, it's what I enjoy doing. So hopefully you guys had a safe, fun time. And those of you that wanted to get fucked up got fucked up. Excuse me, you're going to hear some noises. and That's just me adjusting my microphone because... uh, The She Shed, a.k.a. the studio, is coming along great. Yeah, I'm having to move some stuff here and there, but in maybe about another month of work, I'll get it to where everything is situated real nice. So, let's get into this. If you haven't heard yet, scientists have found a new strain of HIV. Yes, but no. This uh, this headline is very misleading. So this quote-unquote new strain has been known about for decades. The new part of the new part of this strain is that the technology used to study these findings has changed drastically since the strain was initially found. They have been able to subtype the strain, and it hadn't been categorized before, so now it is categorized as a subtype of HIV. So it's new, but not new. So it's new, but not new, new, you know? It's new... question mark? So yeah, they classified this new strain as subtype L in the group M family of HIV-1. The M stands for major because it's responsible for more than 90% of HIV infections worldwide. Now, I know I shouldn't have to say this, but I'll reiterate yet again. If you're with someone sketch... Wrap that shit up, B. 
Slap some plastic on that clam. Dental damn joke. <laughs> if you're worried about it, get tested just to make sure. Best to catch these things earlier and sooner than later. Either way, I love you all. And I don't judge. Um, speaking of virus, smooth transition, desecrator. Thanks for noticing, desecrator. <laughs> I get lonely sometimes. <laughs> it's a lonely place here in the studio all by my lonesome. Um, yeah, scientists are currently looking for healthy volunteers who are willing to be infected with the flu virus. They're testing to see how it affects the body. Now, these volunteers will and can be compensated up to $3,300. That's a lot of cash. Now, they have, they have previously used these kinds of tests in four trials prior to this. Oh, try to say that fucking five times fast. Four trials prior to this. Their finding is that it creates mild to moderate illness in test subjects. Well, no shit. So this testing is being led by the National, National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease, or NIAID for short. Fuck, why not lead with that fucking long-ass name? NIAID, or NIAID, excuse me. They are seeking up to 80 healthy people between the years of 18 through 50. And these subjects will be infected with influenza A, the seasonal flu virus. They will supply these volunteers with a nasal spray containing the virus and are subjected to being under observation for around 10 days until they are no longer contagious. Now that I think about it, I've always wondered how they do these things. Do they, like, make an isolated chamber type room for you to stay in? And then peace out for fucking after the 10 days? Do they monitor you during and then when all is said and done, you peace out? Like, wh what the fuck? Well, this trial is going to take about four months and patients, as I said before, are receiving up to a possible 300 and or 3300 doll hairs depending on how long they stay and the number of follow-up clinic visits required right now they only have four trial sites so that sucks that's easy money get sick for money hell yeah uh the four cities are baltimore cincinnati st louis and Durban. i need money and i have free time why can't they have that shit where I'm at? Fuck you, scientists. <laughs> well, this is part foodie and part science, so I'm gonna just put it into my science bitch segment. And I'll start it by reading a tweet sent out by Double, Double Tree. The tweet reads, Houston, we have a cookie. Now serve now serve now serving 
warm welcomes in space. Follow the adventure with hashtag cookies in space. Sorry, never heard of you until now. And ugh, hashtags are a form of communication these days. Well, this is news for people that are on the International Space Station. And almost 20 years after the first crew arrived to live on the station, astronauts will be able to make fresh food. And that's if the tests fucking are designed and correctly manufactured to work for this test oven to bake in zero gravity. So let's fucking hope that shit works as designed. Uh, watch the news because this fucking thing might come careening down to earth <laughs> the more the ones that are in that space station are fucked sorry I always have to see the negative side of things yes, science. that way I won't be disappointed that's a bleak way to live life well, sorry, I'm not your dad. <laughs> it's worked well for me this far, so if it ain't broke, don't fix it. As we say around here down south, feller. Yay, yay! <laughs> so, I have a reoccurring segment, and I don't know why I didn't think of this sooner. <laughs> But round here, for those of you that uh, that are new here, I'm going to go ahead and describe this uh, return segment. Uh, I'm going to name it Your Mom. Uh, mom being music of the month. So it's your music of the month. <laughs> so what I do is I go to a store that has a vast used CD selection for sale. Most of these are about $5 or less, and what I do is usually pick three using these criteria. So, it has to have an interesting artist or band name. The artwork has to be well done, bizarre, or questionable. <laughs> if the work itself is the work itself as a whole is as intriguing, well done, bizarre, or questionable. Again, those uh, categories or those uh, bullet points. And if there's a photograph of the person or the band and it falls also into those categories, I'll pick it up. Genre does not apply. Simply aesthetics alone. I mean, if you're selling something, you want it to shine in the eyes of the people that are willing to buy it. <laughs> Most of the time, I've liked what I've picked up. Most of the time. Not all. <laughs> there are some shitters in the mix. So with that, I'm going to list what I have and rank and lightly review my current selection. I'm not going to get too into the critique part because art is subjective 
And we all like what we like. There's no harm in that. Don't be closed-minded, people. Okay, so... The three albums that I picked up this time... Let me get a little closer to the mic. The first one... Okay, so this one was a combination of things. The album cover has a bunch of fetuses, unborn fetuses, or, I mean, depending on how you look at it, they could be genetically uh, born, uh, whatever. They're in, like, these test tube-looking motherfuckers. So I saw that first, and then, I mean, the band name is covered up by the sticker of the price. So let me go ahead and read it. The band name is One Minute Silence, and the album is titled Available in All Colors. So, okay, that's pretty pretty vague. Like, uh, that's could hit or miss, right? But turn it around and holy 2000s. Uh, there's the only way I can describe this is a shirtless dude with long hair. A dude with those fucking huge raver goggle glasses things. With dreadlocks in a Pippi Longstocking style two ponytails. An asshole that has his beard trimmed into his cornrows. And a guy that looks like the drummer from Corn. <laughs> so nobody looks like they're in the same band. And uh, I didn't see the asshole that had his beard trimmed into his cornrows. Because there was another sticker on top of it. So... I just saw everyone else, and uh, I said, fuck it, why not? They look interesting. And uh, the front cover is uh, completely different than what I would expect. The second one was Raised in Black, the album titled Overflow. I picked this one up because it looks very similar to this other album that I have from a completely different math metal fucking grindcore band. Uh, I think they were called Beartooth. So, I mean, the album just reminded me of that, the, the way it's designed and whatnot. So I picked it up. And the third one is, uh, I just picked it up because it's got a interesting album cover. There's a bunch of dolls or action figures, whatever you want to call them, figurines uh, on a shelf in a, in a nice arrange. And the band is, or fucking the band name is Mariana's Trench. The album is called Ever After. So two of them have a parental advisory label on them, and the Raised in Black does not. So I figured with such a fucking bizarre album cover and a parental advisory, this has to be interesting, doesn't it? And nothing is as deep as a Mariana Stretch. So I picked up that one. And uh, let me go ahead and explain from... I guess I'll start with the one I dislike the most, uh, Mariana's Trench. Um, uh, I don't know exactly. I'm not going to fucking look it up because I don't care. That's how far I'm going to go into doing the research to do this. But Mariana's Trench, Ever After, the way I can describe what I heard was boy band vocals. If Backstreet Boys and fucking Panic at the Disco had a fucking love child that was aborted with a coat hanger, sorry, not sorry, Mariana's Trench is what would come up. 
So, yeah, like, the dude can fucking sing. I don't know if there's only one guy, but he can fucking sing. He has talent. And the music's fucking all right. It's just, like, super poppy rock. I don't I don't know what you would call it. Not my cup of tea, but kudos to the dude. He has some pipes. Coming in number two. I also didn't like this, but it's coming in at number two because, I mean, I only have three. One minute silence now i wish while listening to this i had one minute of silence because <laughs> this album is fucking garbage it sounds like they fucking went to the pawn shop and got whatever guitar amp they could find and afford not even for a music video not even for a prop and recorded the guitar tracks with it like it sounds fucking terrible i think i could record a better sounding demo with my fucking cell phone and then on top of that, the first track that I heard sounded like they were trying to be fucking Rage Against the Machine so hard. So hard trying to be Rage Against the Machine that I was kind of off-put. And when that song finished, the next one started, and it wasn't as bad. But then uh, more tracks in, there's 13. I think I got more than halfway through. I said, enough is enough. I need a minute of silence. Yeah, <laughs> uh, nice fucking band name, idiots. But the crown jewel of the three, and I was very, very fucking surprised, is "Raised in Black" overflow. This album is fucking awesome. It's basically fucking almost agro tech with some fucking. A little bit of like Ramstein and Nine Inch Nails. The vocalist sounds very close to Trent Reznor. Um, so yeah, this shit was fucking good. If you get a chance, I found it on YouTube. You can go ahead and listen to it. I recommend it. It's good shit. This one will be in the key pile. The other two, I'm either gonna turn into coasters or fucking wall art, cause they're fucking goofy looking enough. But I would never listen to it again. <laughs> so that was your mom. This is your mom. <laughs> Rich and Rich. <laughs> Listening to that, that's uh, very nice. So let's, uh, I guess, get into the next segment. Not a sponsor. For those of you that remember, I used to fucking say that all the time to the point to where it would annoy everyone. And guess what? Sorry, not fucking sorry. Anyway, Coca-Cola. <laughs> Who doesn't love the bite of a cold, brisk Coke on a hot summer day? Now, I know most of you from the from the north side of the United States and European countries, uh, you don't know quite what I'm talking about. I'm from Texas. It was summer up until about a fucking maybe a week ago. It, it's starting to become fall winter. For winter? Or whatever. Anyway, who doesn't like a nice cold Coke on a hot summer day? Or mixed into a cocktail? Well, the mega corporation is throwing a new hat into a ring 
that is surging right now. The market of sparkling flavored water. <laughs> so what they plan to do is take a life nurture a life nurturing substance and make it bad for you. <laughs> They announced Thursday that they will launch a new seltzer brand dubbed AHA. A-H-A. Like that shit 80s band that no one cares about. But oh, that one song. Remember that one song? Ugh. <laughs> anyway, the plan to launch... They plan to launch this in March of 2020. Claiming... Claiming it to be their biggest new product released in a decade. In over a decade. Aha. Ugh, will come in eight flavors. Including these two. Citrus green tea. Because why not just drink green tea instead of soda water. And black cherry with coffee. Now this contains 30 milligrams of caffeine. They are looking to gain the market share from PepsiCo's bubbly line of water. Which, by the way, the commercials they did with Michael Buble, nice. I get the pun. <laughs> with this, though, uh, Coca-Cola is going to dump Dasani sparkling water. Because who the fuck drank that shit? Fuck that. I don't need that shit in my life. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> I guess it's good enough to dump in the bong. Fuck, I'm on fire. These sick transitions. It'll make more sense when I say this. Drake and Canopy Growth announced a joint cannabis venture. <laughs> Get it? Joint cannabis? Or whatever. Uh, so there's going to be some OVO exo dankness coming. <laughs> they plan to sell a weed and other medicinal herb products and potentially a full line of clothing. You know, I mean, fuck. You got the extra hemp. Why not? It's with this move, Canopy will hold the lower share of 40% of the company while Drake will be the power top with 60% owning. So I guess when you're in a company that's dying and someone gives you a shit ton of money to help, you gots to do it. Or you can watch the company you grew from a seed go up and smoke. Fucking double, double entendre. I'm feeling myself tonight, folks. Woo! Let's go! <laughs> uh, sorry, it's uh, finally feeling like weather is becoming a thing here in my part of Texas. It's a little chilly. Brrr. So this next story is kind of cold. <laughs> Alright, okay, that's, I'll stop. There has been a college student from Minnesota, a Jason. A Jason? A Jason? Jason Gonzalez that had a sweet side hustle. Fuck, I can't stop. <laughs> he would drive about uh, a combined 500 mile trip, round trip to purchase as many dozens of Krispy Kreme donuts 
that he could fit into his car and take them back to where he lives. Um, <laughs> Minnesota hasn't had a Krispy Kreme in the whole state for over 11 years. Well, he would go back and forth and resell each dozen anywhere from 17 to $20 a box. Now they go from anywhere from 7 to $8. So he's upselling them bitches. Some people would even purchase up to $100 worth of donuts at a time. Yo, let, let me stop you real quick. They're not that good. Fuck that. Now, after this story got some traction online, he posted on his social media that he received a cease and desist phone call from the cream man himself. After some time, I'm sure with a lot of hate coming from the internet, he posted later that he is able to continue slanging them crack donuts. But this time, he's now an authorized third-party seller. So, yeah, they probably got some heat and folded before they got shit on by the masses. So, fuck, hey, good on you, dude. That could have been a sticky situation. Okay, I'm sorry about that, but uh, I just, I can't help myself. Okay, so yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, round out the show, I guess. Uh, I'm going to read some stats because uh, I like doing that in the rich and rare. So, uh, the month is uh, fucking eight days in already, and I have, in the last seven days... 79 downloads. Holy fuck. Either somebody is finally catching on to the greatness that I am pushing out. But let me go ahead and just read this. So worldwide, 68 of these downloads are from the United States. Four from Canada. Two from United Kingdom. Two from Ukraine. One Argentina, Australia. Austria, the Czech, and Guatemala, Russia, Singapore. Oh, excuse me. But let's uh, zoom in on the states. California, seven downloads. Fucking awesome, West Coast. Let's do this. Texas, what the fuck? No downloads from Texas. Fuck you, Texas. You're supposed to get my back. You're supposed to be better than California. What the fuck? One from Minnesota. Hey, Jason, Jason. One from Illinois. One from Jersey. One from New York. One from Ohio. One from Pennsylvania. One from Tennessee. 18 from others. I still don't know what the fuck that means. But fucking reigning supreme. Coming in clutch with 36 of these downloads. My Misha Gangsters. What's up? Fucking let's do do this shit. Y'all like to rage? I like to fucking rage. <laughs> well, I mean, I just appreciate you guys. Those of you that are repeat offenders, uh, thank you for coming back. Thank you for sticking with me. Hopefully, I'm improving the quality of this shit. This show, this fucking circus. Uh, let's fucking just have a round of applause for you fucking people. For all my new listeners, 
This is the fucking bonkers ass shit that I do in my fucking spare time. Um, I'm not the nicest person. I'm not the clean, the the cleanest of spoken people. But I feel I'm well articulated enough to do this shit on my own. It's not easy talking to yourself. So fucking uh, let's get on with that. Um. Hopefully, uh, my boy Carlton, the white Carlton that is, uh, he says he wants to jump in and do this shit again. So maybe uh, you'll hear some new voices. Uh, I enjoyed the time that I did the last time with him, but I mean, that was fucking super last minute. So it was a little unprepared. So maybe next next time we'll fucking have some shit ready and we'll have a little better synergy Oh, those power words. Synergy. But you know the story. This is Hanging Heavy, the podcast where the conversation can get as heavy as the host. As always, I'm your boy, Desecrator. Thanks for fucking tuning in. Uh, Much love and rich and rare.